Now here's former Hollywood actress Tina Griffin back with more behind the scenes info on the Counterculture Mom Show. The people who are habitually prepared to defend themselves rarely have to. That's the key phrase of the week that we must heed to and act upon from our next guest who means business when it comes to protecting yourself and your family. I'm Tina Griffin. You're watching the Counterculture Mom Show. Quick shout out to Hope Outfitters for sending me this sweet shirt that fits the perfect theme for today in God and guns we trust. Check out all their goods at HopeOutfitters.com. Our next guest is a seasoned instructor. When I mean seasoned, I mean seasoned. And what is he an instructor of? Guns. He's a 35-year veteran of the Nashville Police, 21-year SWAT team instructor and lead instructor of firearms and defensive tactics for Metro's Police Academy and a Nashville native. Seeing I live in Nashville, I feel more protected already, seriously. He's had training at the FBI Firearms Instructor School, ATF Officer Survival School, NRA Firearms Instructor School, Snipercraft, Force Science Institute. These are just a few of the courses he's completed. We are with Bob Allen, who will tell us why self-defense is absolutely essential. The main theme of today's show is be prepared. Bob, thank you for joining us. You're the director of training at Royal Range here in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks a lot for coming on the program. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I seriously feel more protected already knowing you're about 15 miles north of me. So thanks for jumping on and existing. The biggest thing that excites you, Bob, is teaching everyday people how to be safe and secure in their everyday lives. I couldn't agree more. You're married with two grown girls. You have three grandkids and love hanging out with them. Now, my husband, Luke, loves what you do. He loves guns. And he said, you got to get Royal Range on the program. I understand, Bob, that you spent almost all your adult life teaching people to be safer in the environment they are actually in. Tell us about that. What have you all done, and why do you feel so passionate about making sure people are protected? I don't know. Just uh, one of them life callings you get, and uh, that's just what you want to do for your entire life. So what got me into the self-defense thing was back when I was in fifth grade, I really wasn't any kind of martial arts or anything like that. I got beat up pretty good by the high school bully. And I thought, I'm going to make that harder for the next person who tries that. And it just kind of continued on from then on, uh, learning boxing or jujitsu or, or whatever. Um, and then at um, about 19 years old, I joined the sheriff's department here, which in Davidson County, it's a sheriff's department. We were um, really jailers. We weren't patrol officers like some sheriff's departments. So I did that for about a year or so. Um, when I got hurt playing football at college, uh, backyard tackle football. So mom's like, you need to get a job or uh, um, get back to school. So um, I took a job at the sheriff's department for a year. And then I noticed I liked being on the outside of the bars rather than being on the inside. So I decided to become a police officer. <laughs> Did that for 35 years uh, at the Metro Police Department and got retired in May of 2015 Retired there uh, for two days and then started working here at Royal Range where I work now. So, you know, what um, tickles me about all that, about being able to teach people, is just, you know, when you see the light bulb come on, whether it's self-defense or shooting, either one, is it the light bulb comes on and people really get it. And that's what uh, makes you happy. The thing that really made me happy at the department was officers would come back and go, hey, the stuff y'all showed me the other day saved my life and the life of a citizen. So that's what you enjoy as a trainer. Absolutely. And I was checking out your website, digging up some dirt with the little FBI background that I like doing. And I uncovered some really neat stuff about you, Bob. Your resume is very impressive. And I just want to 
let people know tuning in right now, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you have to watch it as a TV program. This week is going to be phenomenal and give you all the tips and tools you need to know to keep your family safe. Now, you've been a director of training for many, many years, several decades. I just have to ask you on the bottom, you have a list of professional schools. Is this all the training you've gone through? Um, most of it. Uh, generally, uh, because another thing I get to do sometimes is people call you to be an expert in so particular use of force when you go to court, either for police officers or civilians. Right. So we have to update our resume quite often. So that's fairly accurate. So you're saying it's actually longer than this. For people tuning in via audio, check this out. Action Target Shooting School 2004, Alert Active Shooter Response Class 2016, AR-15 Instructor School 2004. You know what? In between me shooting these episodes, I'm going to come up there and I, I want you to show me a couple things here with the AR-15. That sounds actually pretty exciting. Love to. Yeah, love to. <laughs> I started teaching my girls when to shoot that particular firearm when they were 11 years old. <sighs> That's so fantastic. And you know, the argument with people that want to take our Second Amendment away here in America is that guns are the problem, but it's not. It's the person that is pulling the trigger. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So a friend of mine teaching a class one day uh, said something very enlightening and I kind of stole it like good teachers do. (laughs) So he said, you know, when you set a drill on your table on the workbench in the garage, it don't mysteriously just go off. It don't start drilling things unless you pick it up and put your finger on the trigger. Well, obviously a firearm is the same thing. I have never seen one just negligently go off on its own. You have to point it and press the trigger to make it go off. So it's the person behind it, not the tool itself. To be honest, growing up as a kid on a farm, you know, we didn't have a lot of guns. My, my dad had a gun closet, a couple guns in, in, um, in this gun closet by the front door and said, if any guy tries to date you before the age of 16 or I don't run through a string of questions first to make sure you're protected, that guy's going down, right? So I saw it as protection right away, but we didn't talk a lot about guns. I didn't go to a gun range and learn how to shoot them. And I wish looking back, I would have. So when I moved to LA and I started doing pop culture and, and analyzing pop culture with guns, I was like afraid to have one because I didn't someday when I have my kids, I didn't want my kids to mistakenly use it and get injured. However, five years ago, all of that changed. I went from being afraid to carry a gun to I will never go anywhere again without carrying one. And this is specifically for the parents out there that is feeling the same thing. I don't want to touch one. I don't want any in my house because I'm afraid that my kids might get a hold of it. You will want one after you hear this and get your expertise on this. I was at home preparing to speak at an upcoming event, and I had a robber enter my home in Missouri. I had two dear friends over at the time. One was helping me get my stuff packed for the speaking event. The other girl came over with her four kids to hang out with me and my four kids, and this robber entered my home. Long story short, he had the largest knife I've ever seen in my life in one pocket and a huge gun in the other demanded cash. He was high. I knew he wasn't thinking straight. So all of the cop shows that I listened to over the years came back and I must've tried 10 tactics. The number one thing I did not have that I was prepared for, Bob, is my gun was in my truck in the garage and I was sitting in my office thinking, am I going to die today? So I struggled with the guy in the entranceway. He took off after pushing me down a flight of stairs because I tried to rip the knife out of his hand. It was like, I was going to try to take them out or die trying. Looking back, what are some things you could have, you could tell me right now that I could have done different to help protect my family, to be better prepared. And for the people tuning in right now, 
what do they need to be prepared for in case something like this should ever happen to them? Because I never thought I'd be a victim of what went down that day. And, you know, Tina, that's kind of what everybody thinks. They're like, it ain't going to happen to me. Like, you know, if I get, you know, some disease or something, that's not going to happen to me. It happens to everybody else and not me. And, you know, you're, you're, it happened to you. And I hate that. And I think, first off, you did a great job fighting the guy off. Um, you know, what we talked about before the show started, um, I think some of the people in the, in the house with you had what's called fight or flight. Um, one may have run off. You did the fighting, uh, which is the things we do when we get our body under stress. Yes. What makes us what makes us do better with stress is getting stress inoculation. So, I'll tell you how that kind of goes. So here at our range, we have a fifteen hundred square foot two story house that we built here, and we build it for the reason of showing uh, individuals or families or groups the things you just went through. Unfortunately, how do I deal with some home invader coming into my house? And for being a cop all my life, what we know is home invaders that come in when you're home come in armed. Yes. They bring a tool with them. They either bring a gun or a knife. And I have seen it on video where they didn't bring a tool and they go through your kitchen and pull out the biggest butcher knife they can find and then start looking for you in your home. So it's, it's way different than a burglary is when you're not home, they come home, steal all your goodies and you find out when you get back home, you know, I really care. I don't have all that much. What I do care about is my life and my family's life, right? Yes. So the issue about your firearm kind of being down the hallway, uh, in the closet, you know, up in the top, uh, we, we hear that from a lot of people like, hey, when we do the home defense class, where should my firearm sit? Yes. And this really all depends on like like your circumstance, right? If it's just you and somebody else or just you and you're skilled with your firearm because you've taken classes and know what to do with it, then it can really sit anywhere in the house. But I'll give you an example. Like last night I was watching the, the UFC, the fighting championships on TV. And mine was actually sitting on the couch with me, my handgun, because in the man cave, there's nobody there. And I'm really close to my back door where somebody could breach it. And I don't have time to run upstairs and get it you know, from my from my uh, other room in the bedroom. So I keep it close to me. And, you know, here, what we like to say is we don't think that's being paranoid. We just be, believe it's being prepared. You yep. know, I, I hope for the best, but I'm going to prepare for the worst. Right. Another thing in your circumstance that a lot of people don't do, me included, uh, I f- feel like I don't need to do it, but a lot of people in their circumstances may need to. The best thing to know uh, when somebody's coming in your house is a um, sign that they're coming in. So at my house, when I hit the bed, uh, the alarm goes on, and it's an instant alarm, meaning when the door is breached, the alarm instantly goes off. Some people have it on a delay at night, and that's probably not good because that gives the home invader 30 seconds to get to you before your alarm goes off. So if I have it on instant, that's a big help. Uh, The only reason I have an alarm, again, isn't for my stuff. It's just for my family. When I hear the alarm go off, and it actually went off about two months ago, I picked up my firearm and did a technique. So I want to give you and your listeners this this really cool technique um, that I've had the highest level fighters in the world come check this out. And they're like, hey, Bob, it's pretty cool, which never really thought I'd think something up like this, but... My old job helps me do that. So I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the example of it, okay? Okay. So at my house um, and probably at most of your listeners' houses, the door is in the corner of a wall. So that's called a corner-fed doorway. Most bedrooms, the door is not in the middle of the wall. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why that's important. So at my old house, uh, when I laid in the bed, the wall that is closest to the door is like two feet from me, Um you know, about the size of a chest of drawers sitting here. Okay. To the left, 
to the left is all the bedroom and a Jack and Jill bathroom, and then you could go in either side, right? So about 10 years ago, my alarm went off when I was living at that house. And what I leave on my nightstand is my big handgun, my flashlight, a little bright flashlight, and my cell phone. So when the alarm went off, um, I told the wife to get in the bathroom in the closet, and she went, no problem, peace, I'm out. She dashed into the bathroom. <laughs> and I grabbed that really bright flashlight, and I, like you, probably sleep in the dark, dark at the house. I don't have yep. any lights on. Nope. So I turned that little bright flashlight on and set it on my quilt, which is at the end of the bed I never use, pointed it at my door. So now there's a really bright flashlight pointed at my door. I grabbed my handgun and my cell phone, and I went and stood just to the left over here inside my bathroom. That's smart. Yeah, so when the door opens, what do you think they're looking at? The flashlight, and they also get blinded. Yep, and they're not, they're not, they think, everybody thinks you're behind it. Absolutely. Yes. So it does, it does two things, Tina. It puts you in a very good tactical spot, because if a flashlight's shining right at you, to the side of it is darkness. You just can't see what's around it. So when the door opened 10 years ago or so, uh, it also, the second thing it does for you is it lets you identify who's in the doorway. So who was in the doorway that day was my niece. I forgot she she got in bed late, came in the house late, and because of my and you guys' gun handling skills, the gun was never pointed at her. She never was in danger because the flashlight showed who was at the door. I am having a heart attack right now, absolute heart attack. I had two key questions I wrote down as you're talking to me. Number one, one of the things I was always nervous about is that we're going to shoot one of our kids by mistake because if someone, you know, is walking around at night that typically isn't up, maybe a kid's sick, has a nightmare. I was like, the last thing I want to want, want to do is hurt someone or injure someone or kill someone that's actually part of our family because we have four kids now, 13 and under. But in the earlier years, when that happened, we wanted to be armed, but I did not want to shoot the wrong person. Like, let's say it was that. I can't believe you just said that. I love the fact that you said shine the light because then someone busting in is going to think that person's holding that flashlight. I love how you think this is a phenomenal situation. Okay. Other thing is I was going to ask you this. My husband and I sleeping next to each other. He's closer to the door, but should that be the case? Like you just said, your wife ran to the bathroom. I'd have to run over the top of him, probably fall down on the floor before I get into the bathroom. How would you say a bedroom should be set up? Well, it kind of depends on, you know, some uh, families, both of the people are defenders. So, you know, both of them want to do something, but it all depends on kind of their specific circumstance. If I wasn't a defender, let's say my, my other person who's at the house is not, I would get them in the closest spot to where they could find either cover, which is something that stops bullets, or concealment so they could get hidden. So if the robber comes in the house, they don't view them. And the person that is the defender needs to be the closest, obviously, to the handgun, the flashlight, and the cell phone. Okay. Um, and you can, you know, what's a neat thing to do without any firearms involved is to set that little technique up, like turn a really bright flashlight on, point it at your door cut the lights off, walk out in the hallway, and you walk in as the home invader and see what you see. You'll notice there's some really dark spots where you could hide and really deal with a home invader really easy as long as you don't speak. Because the moment you speak, they'll know exactly where you are. Bob, this is so good. I want this interview to be like four hours long. Okay, because I keep thinking more questions here. So what my husband has now 
is to keep his gun safe. He has it in a safe under his bed, and it's capable. You know, you can grab the gun out by putting your fingerprint on it, so it's fast access. But I always thought, by the time the robber's in our room, do we have enough time to figure out what's going on, scramble for the box, use our finger? We're freaking out at that point because I know now what it's like to be in this situation like that. You're. I was thinking clearly, but it was like I had an out-of-body experience. It's like I moved automatically and don't even remember exactly what went down. I just know I wanted the guy to go down, and I didn't want to take a bullet or or get sliced, you know, beheaded with a knife. So my question is, should we even have the gun in a safe under our bed? Or what you just said is you have the gun on your nightstand. Now, we have young kids, but at the same time, they know not to touch the gun. We've trained them with the gun. They know how to shoot a gun. Um, would you advise that families still have a gun, easy access right there on the nightstand? At, at my house now, there's no young kids. The only time I have kids over is when the grandkids come over. So when they're over, I put it in a, a walk around hand safe like you guys are talking about, like you put on your bed. i tell you a great thing to do, though, uh, Tina, is if it's all like that, I would practice a time or two, actually quite a few times, turn the lights off, get in bed. Act like a home invader's come in. See how long it takes you to get things done and be ready for the home invader. Oh, so practicing skills you could use. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we we have a couple more things I want to get into. Excellent insight on what you're talking about here. Is Thank this you. new training classes right now? You with this gun, and can you explain what type of gun this is and what you're working on here? Yeah, so that's a AR-15 rifle. So some of the classes we teach here involve um, handguns, which is probably our most popular classes. And we also teach uh, rifle classes, which you saw me in the picture up there. Uh, we had an extra open spot, so anytime I can shoot and not teach, I jump in there and shoot too. Keeps our skills up as teachers. And then this past Sunday, I taught a uh, with my partner. I taught a shotgun class. So you know, people always ask us, "What's the best defensive weapon I need for the house?" And generally, uh, it's a shotgun. But the problem with a shotgun for a home defense uh, individual is most people don't know how to operate it quick enough to get it into action. And in your circumstance, with having little kiddos around, you couldn't leave it loaded because you, if you put it in a gun safe, you'd never get that open in the time you need it to. The, you know, the <laughs> world's so chaotic that a lot of parents either because they lost their job or a lot more parents are now homeschooling their kids because they see what's going on with the indoctrination inside schools today. There's a lot of moms raising their kids all day long in a house. And I was there. I thought someone would never attack us, but he tried and uh, we caught him by the way, that guy went down and served a lot of jail time. Great. My question is, moms, I would strongly advise all moms to learn how to shoot a gun. So where can they go to get the advice they need, the classes they need? How should they get started with saying, you know what, I need to learn how to shoot a gun. What is the process of what that looks like to get started? So obviously we'd love them all to come here. You know, even though you might live in California or Alaska, we'd love to see you here. And we actually have clients that I was telling you before we started, I have a couple of clients from California. So when they come to Nashville to uh, do some business they have. They always stop in here and hang out with us for a day. And we re-up their skills that might have uh, evaporated since they've been gone for a while. Tina, our, our biggest class here at Royal Range is the new shooter class. It's a three and a half hour class. We talk about uh, on a PowerPoint lecture about safety, gun safety, about just what you and I were talking about, about what kind of safe should I keep it in? Should I keep it loaded? All those kind of questions. 
then we go, uh, if they don't bring a gun with them, we get a bunch of guns from our um, rental section. We carry it back into uh, one of the ranges, and we let them handle them for an hour with us coaching about where should my trigger finger be? Where should I point the end of the gun at? What do I do if I have a holster? All those kind of things. Then lastly, we take them into the range for about an hour and 20 minutes and let them shoot with us coaching them. So that's our very first class. Um, Sunday, we had 24, and that was capped at 24. We had 24 students in that, and I believe half, if not more, were women. So one of the big things we have here in, in our area is our our uh, newest clients, and really most clients are ladies now, which we're tickled about. Because, you know, um, I took that fighting stuff all my life. been fighting since I was about 12 years old. Okay. And I know there's people I can't outfight, right? So that's why I carry a firearm to defend me and mine when my empty hand skills of my fist won't do it. Yeah, that makes complete sense. In the background, are there some women right now shooting at a target? Uh, we actually have shooting going on below, and we're <laughs> up top uh, in, our, in our old movie theater here, and you can kind of hear it from just about everywhere in the building. I really, really love it. Okay, another question I got to throw in the mix. How often should we go to a gun range to stay up to date with our skill and be familiar with how to use it? Because if we get rusty, my worry is someone's going to come in and I'm going to forget how to pull the trigger or how to make sure the bullets are loaded. How often should we get over to a gun range and have at it? I'll say something that may not be possible. Uh, every chance you get. So every time, every time you get the, the opportunity to go train some, whether it's in empty hand fighting, um, using an edge weapon or using a firearm, then I think you should do it. Now, there's a lot of training you can do at home if you have the right environment. Um, and what I mean by that, I live in a basement home now. So I'm upstairs. My parents are downstairs. And I can go downstairs and point my firearm at the part of the house that's underneath the ground and train safely. What that means was if I had a negligent discharge that the bullet would go into my brick old block wall and not go anywhere else and hurt anyone. Right. So you can do a lot of, you can do a lot of practice at the house that is very meaningful. Uh, just learning how to handle your firearm. Right. Then the only thing different at the gun range is I get to shoot live fire. So I get to practice shooting on the stuff I've been working on at the house. I love it. Okay, for people tuning in that are new to all this, you have to check out what Bob Allen is doing over at Royal Range. We're going to watch a sweet-looking video and come right back in and talk about it. Here at Royal Range, we take pride in doing things differently. Once you step foot through our doors, your family, which means being part of one of the most premier firearms facility in America today. We're the company that sets the standard for our industry, the company who looks to the future and rejects status quo giving you only the best when it comes to facilities, training, products, education, and services. From the very beginning, the vision for Royal Range was to be one of the top firearm facility of its kind in not just our region, but in the country. Capable of hosting beginners, competition shooters, military, and law enforcement agencies alike. As a brand that believes in the defense heritage, hard work, and community, we took an abandoned movie theater and created a five-star, state-of-the-art shooting range that is unparalleled in its cleanliness, technology, and offerings. Everything was constructed with our guest safety and experience in mind. Royal Range is an all-inclusive 40,000-square-foot indoor platform 
complete with three ranges, a 1,500-square-foot multi-level training house, classroom, private event room, and gunsmithing shop. Premier isn't just a word we use. It's who we are and our standard for everything we do. All right, give me a gun. Let me have them. Show me the target. That's all I got to say. You are getting me so fired up. What a fantastic, fantastic organization you got set up. Everybody's got to go to RoyalRangeUSA.com, get the goods, get trained, get over here and take some classes with Bob. Heck, I'll even join you with, with the mix here. Be prepared to protect your family and yourself because who knows, you might be protecting somebody else who didn't take those steps to prepare for something going down. Bob, thank you so much for your time. I'm seriously going to be stopping in sooner and later, so uh, look for me. Keep at it. Keep the excellent work up, and thank you for saving lives. Thank you. We appreciate it. Get ready for part two of the Counterculture Mom Show right after this short commercial break. Parents, does your high school student have a plan for their future? Will they attend college, trade school, or enter the workforce? The whole planning process can be confusing. Envision Life Academy is a comprehensive career and college planning service dedicated to help you navigate career and college selection, financial aid, and the admission process. Visit EnvisionLifeAcademy.com to learn how they can help. Enter promo code TINA to receive 20% off your first month's service. EnvisionLifeAcademy.com. 